0: I'm Courtney.
1: I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil everything. everything. All right, Courtney, Patricia, Selena Brown, the seventh. Are you Here ready? I am. <laughs> we are back and we are doing episode two, our final episode of Scandal. Yes. Um, and we have a special guest today that we'll, that we'll bring in and we're pretty excited about that. Yes. Um, Courtney, what'd you think?
0: Um, let's see. I have a couple of thoughts on this. I loved the pilot, obviously. I thought that by the end here, it was still good. It was still fast paced, which I enjoyed, but it had kind of lost some of that quick editing, um, that quick talking, that personality. I think that it kind of went maybe into like a melodramatic tone a little bit more um but i still enjoyed it i still thought there was value to it i like that they built up the relationships with one another what would you think
1: um i really think it was a hurry up and jam eight things into one episode yeah like the wedding that could have been a whole episode in itself yeah yeah i mean i don't
0: know the backstory of that one but yeah for sure
1: yeah i i don't but you could think um This is going to be my first Parks and Rec reference. But, you know, Leslie uh, and Ben, that was a whole episode because they had built a relationship up during the show. So you want to let those people that have been rooting for that to have their moment and not just like, I mean, I understand the circumstances that are around it. They only got 10 minutes. They're about to get arrested. Right. All this stuff. So I totally get it. But at the same time, I'm like, come on. All right
0: it did that thing where it called back the pilot episode where you and I talked about like, first of all, it started in like a dark dingy basement again. And then second of all, it did that thing where it felt like it was the entire, like one consistent day. Um, yep. So I think it kind of, it kind of went along that same motif. And like you said, they had to, they had to fit a lot into that one. very Well, long day. when it
1: began and when it ended, why did the TV anchor sound like the woman from the Popeye's chicken commercial?
0: Oh my God. I thought she oh, was a hey, Nancy Grace, uh, yeah. Yeah. like a Nancy Grace type person.
1: Oh my god, that was the like the most drawn out, <laughs> like bad Southern Louisiana accent I've yeah, ever heard.
0: Of you know, she um she's also another Shondaland um thing. She was Ellis Gray on Grey's Anatomy, which is Meredith Gray's mother, so she's all in that realm too. Uh, there's a couple of them which I'll get to in a second. But did you see that your prediction panned out, or maybe you don't know
1: what, what? you
0: talked about. Um, being a gladiator, and you said, "Well, maybe the new girl's gladiator prophecy was to start her own firm." And the firm that was Olivia Pope's actually becomes that girl called Quinn Perkins and Associates because Olivia goes back and works at the White House. So oh, you called it look again.
1: At, <laughs> look at, I didn't even notice. Once again, I just can look at a show and be like, "This is how it's going to end." Yes. Like I just don't know how I. I just in my brain, I'm just like this, and then I'm it. I just make it happen yeah like retroactively
0: yeah you did you did awesome with that
1: so and this episode also started on the same bench of outside the thomas uh, jefferson memorial if you notice that it was slightly adjacent um to the bench where they ruined that intern's life yeah <laughs> um
0: there's a lot of those callbacks in this episode
1: there was a bunch and it also she ended in the white coat that she started in
0: yes i loved it And she did that,
1: like, look at the White House, It's like, I'm over this shit, and just, like, kept walking. And I was like, yes, yes, queen. I love (laughs) it.
0: (laughs) And she's going to run away with the last president.
1: Well, Um, the new president, uh, her name's Bellamy Young in real life. She plays Melanie Brandt. She's in a show now, which I love, called Prodigal Son. Uh, Oh, yeah. She plays the mother. It's about a serial killer, and um, that gets put away, and kind of the family is left to pick up the pieces, but... The son who was uh, in originally in The Walking Dead uh, as Jesus, he now plays the son who is a detective that solves homicides by using his dad's methods.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Criminal
1: Minds, CSI Miami, and Dirty Sexy Money. Nice.
0: This is another thing, (laughs) same as House of Cards. Not to keep referencing House of Cards, but how did the first lady become the president again? How on both shows like that is not the realm of reality that I'm used to, but sure. Well,
1: they want it to happen. So they want Joe Biden to win, but him have a female VP and then just have her be the president. And that's how they're going to sneak in our first female president. Yeah, Maybe. really? Um, that's what's going to happen.
0: Um, so shall we introduce our guest? Yes. All right. So we are joined today by Sam Stone uh sam joe and i work together at a production company outside of boston um sam kind of comes from the same film background as i do uh he went to the sydney film school he worked in some different movies um including hachi a dog's Tale, with richard Gere, and then he kind of moved over to the tech side of things so now he's kind of gladiating um at a television company out in boston and uh say hi to the crowd sam hi everybody I'm sure you're over there smirking about all the crazy things that <laughs> we're saying and trying to figure this out.
2: Oh, there's so much to the show. It's just like, it's it's a great show, but there's just so much that uh, happens, so.
0: Yeah, and it's um again, this is seven seasons long, so uh, we're trying to piece together the very little knowledge that we know from the pilot till now.
1: So Sam, as a longtime fan of the show, I know from experience, from working with you, um, by you saying consider it handled whenever we would talk about if we yep. had a task coming up. I know that you have a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this show. What did you think of the finale? And I know you said you just rewatched it. So give us your thoughts on just the finale itself. And as a longtime fan, did, did it really did it do it for you? Did it wrap it up? Did it make you feel comfortable with it? Or did it leave more to be desired?
2: Yeah, no, um, I mean, so it definitely did some things that I think a lot of series finales do, which they try to do the whole, like, tie it up in a bow and a nice package and like, you know, close out all these other, like, elements, um, and it does that a little bit, um, but I think most importantly what it did is, um, you probably all noticed in the main kind of plot of that episode that they're trying to extinguish this agency called B613, and, um... That's sort of a uh, for those of you who are like X Files fans, that's sort of like the the man the smoking man kind of uh, plot line that's going through the entire series. And as they were headed towards the series finale, I was kind of rolling my eyes somewhat because it was probably like the twentieth time they tried to take down this agency. Oh uh, the way God. they the way they did it, um, specifically with um, uh, Olivia's father uh, Eli slash Roman Pope, the um, um amazing actor joe joe morton i think um he he's just incredible throughout the series um but he uh is the key to why they were actually able to do it properly this time um and so i i definitely loved it for that because like as a viewer i've always you know hated b613 and tried to get rid of it myself so to speak I love
0: that. So yeah, he definitely stepped up. And I mean, from my understanding of some things that we just knew kind of going into this or have come about in our research, he wasn't always the kindest man. So I think maybe putting himself out there was probably also, um, a bold move on his part too.
2: Yeah, no, totally. He, um, and he, in fact, in a previous season, um, he actually had gone, he had been kind of, uh, one upped by, an even higher force than B613, which everybody had thought impossible because part of the reason they always failed was because of him. Um, He was always the one at the end who like outsmarted Olivia and her entire team or killed people or whatever. Uh Um, To see that development for him, they also have a lot of character development for him in the previous season. um, That was a huge deal. So I think at this point, he was kind of done with B613. So was Olivia. Everybody was. And so they were actually able to take it down. And I thought that was a really cool kind of way to kind of close the loop on the show.
0: Nice. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to like deep dive into this thing because I have a lot of notes and thoughts and just different things that I picked up on. Um, So one thing, obviously, like I said before, they're starting out in that basement again. Like it's calling back to that first time that she went down with her associate and they're meeting up with the Russians. So now we're going to meet up with this guy, and I actually have a little side note about that guy. Um, the guy who ends up shooting himself, spoiler alert, is Michael O'Neill. He is a great character actor. Um, And I actually met him before when I was working in casting. He came in to try out for an independent film we were doing. And he is the sweetest, nicest man. And so I meet him, I think I met him in the summer of um, 2010. And I'm watching Grey's Anatomy a couple months later. And he comes up as a guest star on that show. I'm like, oh, there he is! Like, oh, how awesome! And it turns out he's the active shooter in the mass shooting episode, which is one of Grey's Anatomy's like most iconic. Oh, that's
2: episodes. Great he was. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, and I remember at the time they they would do interviews with him afterwards, and it kind of just like played on his mind that he had to be this character that was so bad because he in real life is just this like really nice, down to earth man.
2: I had to scratch my head and remember his actual character. Uh, and kind of involvement with uh, the plot line um, Mm -hmm. as I kind of watched the episode just kind of fresh Um, and he was a really interesting character because in the the penultimate episode um, when Olivia decides kind of on her own that they're going to get rid of B613 um, he's the one who kind of is uh, putting her on trial essentially and um, subpoenaing her to say something and she's the one who actually reveals it and he's the one who's like most shocked which he's kind of in this uh in this episode as well, he's kind of a an overarching force. Yeah.
1: Well also it, it ends with his the gun bill, I guess, that he was working on being signed yes. at the very end. So I them you know it must have been something they've been working on for, you know, a few episodes or seasons. So I figured that was like a big deal if they like zoomed into the page because I had to pause the TV so I could read it because it was such a quick cut.
0: Was he am I to understand that he was the leader of this um this panel that's interviewing them. And that's why he killed himself so that they could make sure they got their hearing.
2: So, um, his role was that he, he had been, I believe I have to look it up myself. Uh, but he had been working in cahoots with Cyrus. You know who Cyrus is,
0: right?
2: Cyrus, I mean, everybody on the show, the show is as much about all the silly stuff like B613 and and all the kind of drama as it is about power. And they mentioned power a lot and what power means in the context of DC and like individual power. And so Cyrus and Olivia always are conflicting for power of the oval. And so Cyrus is trying to catch the oval and get it back. And the only way he's kind of doing that towards the end is essentially trying to, um, uh, get, get Melly out of the way. Um, and, uh, become president himself. And so he uses, um, he uses him to get, to get there.
0: Right. Yeah. He definitely, he started out in the pilot and I was like, Oh, I love this guy because, um, I enjoy Jeff Perry as an actor. Um, back in the day when my so-called life was on, he was on that. Um, and I I like him. So I was like, Oh, he's here. And he seemed like a put together guy. And then all of a sudden cut to here. And I'm like, Oh, he's the bad guy. (laughs) Like it was a shock.
2: There's definitely a lot... I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, even... I think it was even a few episodes in, you learn that he's not hes not the nicest guy, and he will do anything for power. Um, he yeah. and Olivia kind of ruffle feathers a lot, like, uh, throughout the series. Um, but there's plenty of events that happen in the series enough that make you just realize how dark and twisted a person he is. Um, yeah. So, uh, in the... Uh, in a previous season, he... You learn at the very end of the season that he's um, kind of responsible for the full season who shot Jr." kind of plot. Oh, they do that kind of thing. I love
0: that. Yeah. Um,
2: And uh, he's the one responsible and you find out, and it's the most chilling thing that you find out that he's been responsible for this thing that actually has impacted him a lot. It like pushes him through prison, almost kills him himself. Like, um, but yet you, you know, you find out how twisted he is
0: interesting i also thought and i don't know how much you guys know about scott foley but i was like oh scott foley is like a a gun for hire i'm like he's usually like these like cute heartwarming characters like felicity type thing and now he's like some cold-blooded killer which i thought i'm like this is different
1: yeah so he's in scream 3 you're a huge yep. scream fan i am <laughs> Uh, and I also am. he's in Dawson's Creek so I was like "Ooh, this is weird he's also in, he in World, all of the my favorite
0: things
2: Felicity, Grey's
1: Anatomy so like yeah he is a TV guy so he is. through and through and, but that Scream 3 I saw that I was like oh boy Courtney's gonna know exactly <laughs> who this is oh
0: yeah I followed him for a long long time Um, and I'm I, I did like that moment he had with Olivia because it seemed like obviously they had a relationship at some time and I was like oh there is a heart in him but when he said like I can basically kill people with no problem. I'm like, ooh, like <laughs> this is that's pretty cold blooded for him.
1: So I scandal wikied it. Apparently they were in a relationship at like on and off relationships throughout the show, and she would bounce between the president or the former president, or they call him Fitz, um oh, and him, kind of just pinballing back and forth, and it would lead to like different things that would come up or sort certain events would happen and she'd run back to him. Um oh. but also my favorite interaction with him is when he goes up to David. Um, David is played by Joshua uh, Molina. He is like a political guy. He was in few good men and the line of fire.
2: He was on the West wing as well.
1: Yeah. West wing. He's also in big bang theory. Um, Yep. And also um, the Dean. Yeah. And a show that I like, which is kind of like uh, it's called in plain sight. It's about um, people that go in the protective services. Witness yeah i thought that was a pretty cool show but he's in that too but when he goes up and he's like I, i'm not a, he's like i'm not your bitch you're the bitch
0: <laughs> that like, was bold because he kind yeah. of comes off a little dorky um but then when he did that i was like oh he's a badass
1: well as a guy who's supposed to be the attorney general like i want you to have some balls like i want you to be able to be like no fuck you i'm not just gonna get bullied around but he was he ended up being murdered in the weirdest way possible. Uh, in the show I hated that he was just like squealing around on the floor for five minutes and then the guy took the pillow and killed him like
0: yeah I was like he survived that gun attack and now he's gonna choke down that poison first of all why would you take a drink from someone who's like a known like known to hire assassins basically and you're just gonna take that drink from him and not think twice about it
1: well it's kind of funny that he ends up with a redhead too so they kind of keep it all in this little family
0: yeah I, I like that she needed line. love because I think as we talked about in the pilot like she definitely loved that one guy who was only around for one season and now like she needed that love and now that's also been ripped away that poor girl
2: Uh, Darby Sandfield's character uh, yeah Abby Um, she develops like, like in her character throughout the show as well like they have her I think it was funny how you were saying how I think Courtney you were saying that you really enjoyed her in the pilot yeah right? Yeah. Um, she's like definitely very she has these kind of funny quips and things that she says about yeah. like, their political beliefs or about somebody that they're um that they're fixing or whatever um, but she really kind of comes into her own both through she actually starts uh i think dating david early on like in season two or something and they oh. kind of have an off and on again thing and she even dates another fixer who's a major character throughout the series um and so i think it's just seeing her and like kind of her relationship with Olivia and the others on the team. is just, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. She's kind of almost like a comic relief in her, in her own way. Like in the pilot when she was like, yes, I do know I'm a bitch. Like it was just so funny. <laughs> she's quick with The one thing that I like flabbergasted me here was when Quinn Perkins says, I'm Quinn Perkins, formerly Lindsay Dwyer. And I was like, what's this? <laughs>
2: Oh, is oh that is a throwback. That is a great one.
0: I, I was going to say, was she in the witness protection? Did she have like a fake identity? Like what is up with it?
2: So I really liked how you guys were saying, I think one of you said, maybe it was you, Joe said about the pilot that you kind of thought that she um, was, that she had some sort of backstory, right? Cause she's kind of deer in the headlights, right? In the, in the pilot, she doesn't know what she's doing. It's, it's kind of humorous, right? She's kind of standing in for all of us. Um, but towards the end of, uh, season one and the beginning of season two for like several episodes, we discover she has this whole backstory, right. Of where she had that former identity, Lindsay Dwyer. And she essentially was part of a larger plot of, uh, trying, (laughs) trying to steal the election in the previous election cycle. Oh, (laughs) that's like a huge major plot point. Okay. Um, and so anyway, so she uh, she was part of that and she was uh, kidnapped and brought over to um, DC by Olivia's team to protect her from people who potentially wanted to kill her or put her away. And so that's why she changes her name. So I thought it was funny. I think it was you, Courtney, who said that, um, you know, oh, here's this person who's a lawyer and, and kind of. It's yeah, not, so you know,
0: scandalized. Like, so, yeah,
2: right. Because she she is a lawyer and she did. They go into that history, history and everything about passing the bar and everything like that. But um, she's still just very shaken up by this whole experience of escaping, oh, almost being put in jail. That explains
0: um, why she's so spastic in the beginning. <laughs> OK, OK, I like that.
1: Another love story we find out is that Olivia married the president.
0: Oh, they're married?
1: Yes, oh, so is this is. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember this, but in the first episode, we were talking, and you told me to look at the cover, the cover art. Well, I typed in cover art, and a photo of them getting married popped up, and I was like, um, "Well, there goes everything."
0: Oh my god! Oh, I guess I didn't realize. And you know, I gotta say, his former wife is super nice to her for her for her being his mit- mistress.
2: So they form a team, and Olivia is her campaign manager. Um, because they do get married, Olivia and Fitz. Um, but then he's kind of he kind of becomes really controlling, like in a kind of like dollhouse, like Henrik Ibsen dollhouse kind of way. And like deli's for like a couple episodes, and she doesn't want to be in the role of a first lady, like that's not her. Like, um, she doesn't want to be you know scheduling soirees and and um, you know, right kind of things, so she uh she leaves um and uh, she joins with Melly and runs her campaign.
0: Oh Beth. Oh so that's why at the end she
2: has a portrait cuz she was technically a first lady. She's also just an influential person right the national portrait gallery has a lot of people who are just influential. Yeah.
0: Yeah cuz I and I thought it was I thought that was a really special moment when like the two sisters are there kind of holding hands and one looks at the other and it's like someone that they can look up to because I think I don't know um if you heard of Sam in the first one she um Olivia Pope was the first female dramatic protagonist that's an african-american woman since 1974 so i think it was nice to carry that kind of torch and as we know after this then it came um how to get away with murder so it, it kind of started that whole thing i thought that was sweet
1: so two things how to get away with murder I actually had a cross episode with this oh, I didn't um, seen that. which is kind of weird um but also i took it as olivia then becomes the president well that's in what the i wanted Because she was in the presidential gallery. Oh, If if you've ever been to the National Portrait Gallery, all the presidents are kind of together. And then you have, like, Michelle Obama is, like, on the other side of the whole place. Because that's, like, the number one one that you want to see is, like, Michelle and Barack. And they're put aside just because of the amount of people that come. But usually all the presidents are together. And I took it as in the future, she will be the president because it had a, we, the people dress on.
0: Maybe, maybe it was like a little flash forward then.
1: A or B guys, A or B, A A or B most uncomfortable sex request ever.
2: (laughs) That's a very, that's a very Shonda land thing. That's a very Fitz and Olivia thing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's funny. I want to touch on that scene real quick. Um, In that scene, and then also in the scene with Jake at the jail at the end, um, you'll hear two, uh, uh, audio tracks in the background. Um, the first one is, uh, I don't know the name of the second one, unfortunately, but the first one is by, uh, the album Leaf called The Light, um... Mm -hmm and it's the theme like olivia and uh fitz's love theme or olitz as our fan base uh, is o-litz. <laughs> uh, o-litz, um, or the fan base sorry of that relationship is called yeah. and so um they play that song time and time again so like to hear it again in the finale of course is just like i just oh start... it
0: brings all the emotion yeah. yeah and then he's just like and he couldn't even be like a little more romantic about it be like all right like come kiss me he's like take off your clothes like what (laughs) like she's trying to talk to you about this like really emotional thing he's just like drop trowel
2: (laughs) you recognize a phrase uh knowing my fandom and having worked with me when i was you know watching the show um did you notice a phrase that jake said um i don't know if it rung any bells but it it was standing in the sun
0: oh yes (laughs) yes now that you say that yeah
2: so standing in the sun, and you probably saw he was uh, in the final, final, final kind of montage and scenes. He's kind of dreaming about Olivia on a beach, right? Yeah. So yes. at because the end I of-
0: mentioned an island, and I was like, what is this?
2: They went, to, uh, they went to an island at the end of season three, at the beginning of season four, I think, because um, she basically kind of put her hands up and it was like, I'm done with DC. I'm escaping. I'm leaving. So she leaves for six months. It was kind of like a flash forward situation. Okay. And so- Um, So they stay on the island and she gets some sort of correspondence to come back from somebody and he doesn't want her to go because they're having such a great time. And so that's, that's what's standing in the sun.
0: Oh,
1: I was going to say, Sam, can you explain another phrase to me? White hats.
0: Oh yes. I wrote that too.
1: Because we got gladiator suits. So gladiator suits, now they got white hats. So is this (laughs) another clothing metaphor? Is it another just like,
2: so olivia mentions it uh, i'm not sure if she said it in the pilot because i feel like y'all would have recognized it um uh but she definitely says it in one of the first uh few episodes um she says to david she says my white hat is bigger than your white hat like she just kind of stares him in his Ooh. face and says that because she's she and you know david's about the law right yeah. he's always about the law and she's about justice but also like moral or personal justice and allowing people to be their best selves that's her phrase that she uses all the time um so that all being said um that's kind of the relationship of white hats and so what she she gets an actual physical like actual white hat uh that david gives her
0: so it's kind of like the knight on the white horse thing like she's the good guy my white hat's bigger than yours like i'm i'm gonna do the right thing no matter what it takes to do the right thing
2: right um, if you google olivia pope white hat there's a very famous like i mean in scandal world uh <laughs> shot of her sitting at her desk with her hat on and she's just kind of putting her hands up in her palms like well yeah
1: i was also i was trying to i knew it had to do with something like with that um i just need to like explain it to joe moment what happened to the black guy from the first episode
2: i missed him so at the end of season three um Lots of certain things happen. First of all, as a, I actually am glad I can mention this, the, um, uh, the, the Liberty Report, the anchor woman that you were noticing at the beginning and the end of, uh, this series finale. Yeah. Um, uh, she actually is the vice president of, uh, Fitz's administration.
0: Okay. Um,
2: and you don't meet her until like later in season one. But anyway, point is, uh, she runs against him as an independent in his reelection campaign and uh she's actually gaining ground and she's gonna be like uh like possibly winning um olivia's father eli Pope. she basically olivia wants to make sure that fitz wins no matter what um as long as you like don't touch a hair on his head is what uh she wants so he doesn't kill fitz but instead he has somebody for hire kill fitz's son uh with bacterial meningitis it's this whole other subplot anyway um, point is that, uh, Harrison finds out about it. And so, because he does, uh, that's why. And he's uh, got to Eli- go
0: too. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. You could definitely tell that the father was not the most moralistic man on the planet.
2: He has some of the tried and true. Um, I'm sure you guys know about the Shauna Land monologues. Yes. Yeah. So he has some of the best monologues of the entire show. Uh, he has one where he, uh, reels at Fitz saying he's a boy. He's not oh. a man. And he goes on for about, you know, a few minutes. Well, you could um, tell
0: at the end, I was like, oh, this is a badass speech. And all those guys, like the white dudes are looking at each other and like, oh, he's got us.
2: Every time he's on screen, it's just mesmerizing. And uh, Olivia's mother also makes an appearance. Oh. She's believed to be dead. But oh, wait, she's of alive. Yes, she <laughs> um, She's a terrorist. Uh, oh, so her dad is the head of this you know, Super secret spy organi- organization And her her mom is a terrorist
0: I'm starting to think And correct me if I'm wrong That the formula in, in the pilot episode Kind of shifted throughout this Because Joe and I after we watched it We thought oh is this kind of like a mixture Of um, kind of like A law and order type thing Where you're going to have one case each episode But then there's these other stories That kind of arc throughout all the seasons But now by the end I was like oh, like all the things that we're putting together, I was like, did they kind of lose that formula?
2: Yeah, so they do have, it's like, um, we in the fan base, we call it the scandal of the week. Uh, right. So they do keep that. Um, they don't have every episode throughout the series have that, but it's kind of like X-Files, right? Like X-Files has like a few key episodes related to the extraterrestrial, like, you know, right um, thing. But, um, but they also have, you know, just kind of filler, uh, what is it? Bottle episodes, right? Yeah. uh, You know, Scandals of the Week. Um, And then some really good character building episodes as well. Um, So, but they'll usually have some client who comes in. um, They have Lena Dunham at one point who...
0: Who also spoofed it on SNL.
2: That's correct. Yeah, the whole, (laughs) you guys are going too fast. Oh my God, I can't deal with it. It's like the best (laughs) moment ever because kind of to what you guys were saying about the pilot, they talk in what's called Scandal Speak. They just keep talking, 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 talking.
0: Yes. The script um, for the this show must be like a hundred pages. Like they're going so fast.
2: They're going so fast. They also have um I was talking to somebody about it. They are able to on that kind of slanted glass window in their office in that conference room area, right? Yeah. They always are just able to throw random pieces of paper up on the window. Yes. No extensive <laughs> Like, you know, because you have to show visual aids, right? Even though they're probably doing a lot of stuff electronic, but they print out everything and then they just throw it up on the wall. They'll be like, you know, Sam Stone up here, blah, 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 blah. They'll yeah. just say,
1: you know, everything.
0: Grab the masking tape. We got to put up another one. Like,
1: <laughs> this is cool. I was going to actually jump into some facts about this that you guys may or may not know. Um, so, the episode actually revealed that Samuel Reston had become a U.S. Senator. Reston was a state governor who unsuccessfully ran against President Fitz. But seven months after airing the scandal finale, Mitt Romney, a real life former governor who was the Republican Party's unsuccessful president nominee in 2012, was elected to the U.S. Senate. So, oh, as we've seen, it kind of mirrors real yes. life. Um, well,
0: you mentioned the Snowden things in the last episode.
1: Yeah. So, uh, That actually happened after, but uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And um, this is another thing, which uh, Courtney, you mentioned that House of Cards started binging. Well, guess what? Scandal was responsible for something else. So around the time when TV execs were panicked, they would never get viewers to watch live TV again. Scandal became a prime example of appointment viewing thanks to social media. The entire cast would join fans to live tweet the episodes, which boosted viewership I love the hundreds of thousands of tweets. So Twitter executives oh. have also come out and set, started to say, like, they're hearing from other networks, how can we do what Scandal did? The, the woman that this is based upon actually live tweeted the final episode as well. Oh, yeah, uh, it's cool. The, so I thought that was really cool. I love live tweeting stuff. I live yes. like, a lot of sports and stuff, of course, but um, I love when people sit in live tweet shows because I used to do that with The Walking Dead until The Walking Dead just kind of,
2: that was all brought into the whole. Uh, um, well, while the while that was on, um, it was right. Usually after, was it right after? It was right after Grays and right before How to Get. Away yeah, from it was the lead so in.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, and they also they don't get into it in the pilot, but um, you quickly discover that all Olivia consumes is wine and popcorn. You'll probably see on any given like scandal post, they'll usually have the wine and popcorn emoji because it's like just grab your. wine Oh and popcorn. yeah uh cyrus is actually gay um his character is gay on the show um you find that out like two or three episodes in and so it's his not the
0: first like... time he's played a gay character
2: right i i guess was that was it on grays that he played it or which uh was no
0: it? my so-called life
2: okay which is okay.
0: groundbreaking for back then in the 90s
2: no definitely he i mean i think especially on the show the way that they wait the way they bring it up certainly it's like amazing and very shondaland right like it's there but it's not. Right in your face like all of the important like it's not the thing that you have to talk about right right Um, it's more it's trying to normalize it and um certainly I myself as an out gay man like really appreciate that um so
0: yeah oh yeah so that's what they're doing they're taking it and they're bringing it into they're bringing the terms into the lexicon of everyone and and they're not making a big deal out of it right right which is um yeah you know what I really enjoyed was the Motown music in the background, especially at the court hearing. Like, here they are. They think they're going to go up for, um, you know, be put in prison, basically. And you just have, like, that great Motown going in the background. But that's kind of how the show is. Like, it's kind of winking at everybody. There's always this little humor. Like, when Huck says, like, they're all panicking about how they have to go to the hearing. He goes, I have to talk in front of 15 people? Like, there's these, these little subtleties of comedy that are kind of woven through this in a really smart way.
2: There are also, again, all the catchphrases, right? And this happens with every show, but every kind of show has those catchphrases that, you know, just keep on going. Like any given poster that you'll see, like word art about, um, or not word art, sorry, word uh, kind of clouds about Scandal will have things like, it's handled uh, over a cliff, which is the title of the episode, referring all the way back to season one of this phrase that Abby starts that they all use on the team, which is, we'll do whatever it takes over a cliff like we'll just die if we have
0: to oh, okay um, so
2: that's another one um and i actually i really appreciate what you guys noticed about uh henry ian cusick yeah uh, who i also knew from lost and i was like desmond he's on the show that's awesome yes. and then he wasn't right he just kind of um so he he was in the pilot but he disappears after where did he
0: go because i enjoyed him
2: he goes to Boston. Uh, Don't <laughs> um, we? <all>. see <laughs> for uh, family life and such, and he um, and they never really resolve that. And oh. later on in season four, they actually bring him back very briefly because Olivia, she's kidnapped, and for a series oh. of about three or four episodes, uh, she's uh, being either traded on the black market or like um to be sold to the highest bidder as an as an informant essentially so anyway so they have a whole series of episodes about that but the final person who actually bids and gets her out of there is um uh is the guy that henry's ian cusick plays well
0: that's Um, nice i mean i had to look it up after the other episode and i think that he ultimately just wasn't a fit for this
2: he was barely there for all of five minutes in the episode, but it was amazing when you see him because it was just oh. incredibly emotional to see him back,
0: yeah, and they're supposed right? to be friends, like not just associates but friends.
1: He probably just sold that diamond ring that she gave him.
0: <laughs> he sold one of the Super Bowl rings
1: to yeah, get her one, back. Of the, one of the you know one of the things that the old lady threw off the back of the Titanic <laughs> into a ring.
0: I love when they bring even if they were short lived there, I do love when they bring someone back. It's just, they, you know, again, not to pick on house of cards, but when we, when we talked about that and I was like watching the series finale, I was like, none of these people were in the pilot, except for Robin Wright. And I was like, it's kind of a bummer, you know, when you, they probably killed everybody off, but still in all, you know, you like when somebody comes back for something.
2: Right. That was important too. I think Shonda, or maybe it was Betsy of yours who, um, is one of the, the executive producers at Sean Olin. Yeah. Like somebody in an interview said that, um, it was important to have that closure of that character because they never had it. Right. And it was literally just because of the behind the scenes, like, you know, he decided to do some other project besides scandal. So,
1: right. Well, the thing I liked about the character development of the new girl. Um, so I just come up with nicknames for people in my head. I'm sorry. And for those <laughs> who can't see at home, I decided just to lay down. Um, <laughs> I was just like, I'm gonna get comfy. Because this, this is, I'm having fun. Okay, so the new girl in the beginning, she tells Olivia to shut up.
0: Yes, I, like, I loved girl.
1: that. I was just like, I did love you see that. Face? She's like, <gasps> but also at the end, she goes, "Guys, we're not going to jail. That's it. We did it. Good guys win." And the other girl's like, "Uh, my my fucking boyfriend died. Like, obviously, we didn't win." And she's like, just shitting down the the like the redhead's throat and be like oh yeah we won like we're gonna do it like nothing happened we got out of this unscathed basically and she's like uh no we didn't the good guy died
0: yes yeah i thought that was sad i jotted that down too i was like oh stop and he seems like he was like um because he was the attorney general he probably really helped them out with a lot of things and he seems super like nice and that's like no he's he's toast now
1: well he seemed like a pure character
0: yeah, did you find that they killed off a lot? I mean, I'm glad that most of the core people were still here. I'm a little disappointed that they killed Harrison. But did you find that they killed off a lot of people that you had met throughout the seasons?
2: No, they they really didn't. They almost killed off a few different people. They left on a cliffhanger uh, at the end of an episode with uh, almost killing off Scott Foley. Oh, okay. Um, uh, from, like, a horrible, brutal stabbing that you, unfortunately, have to, like, watch through. It's, like, uh-huh. awful to watch. Um, Olivia, right, her her character arc is, in terms of the whole, like, uh, white hats thing, right? She yeah. always wants to do the best for her clients. She always wants to uh, get justice for people, even if it kind of skirts the law or bends the law a little bit. And sometimes she walks into the dark. She doesn't stay in the light as she likes to tell people. Yeah. And so she sometimes goes and does something that kills people or like she'll have Huck kill somebody because Huck also used to work for B613. That's a whole thing that you learn. But anyway, uh, she um, has this full arc where all the way into the final season, at the beginning of the final season, she is the chief of staff for Melly, but she's also the head of B613 herself. That's why oh. Quinn Perkins and associate lives on, but she then becomes, she goes to the dark side and then... The final few episodes of that season are about her redeeming herself and getting away from B613 and all that.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like we touched on in the pilot, I think this whole thing goes back to her growth. I mean, we're watching these different stories unfold. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of this and that. But I think it's also mostly fighting with herself and her trying to understand who she really is. Um, and her relationships in the in her um, work relationships, everything. She doesn't really un- have a good understanding of her own emotions, um, and I think by the end, that's kind of developed more. I mean, when she's having that conversation with Fitz, and she's she's in tears. You know, do you want to talk about feelings? Do you want to do option B that we all love so much? Um, but I think she's kind of she's kind of gotten to a realm where she's she's learned herself, and when she walks away um, from President Millie Grant. That's her being like, "No, I know myself. I know what I want next." So,
1: also, a weird amount of this cast has worked together before, which we have alluded to. So, Tony—they all
0: do in uh, Shondaland, man.
1: Yeah, Tony Goldwyn, so Fitz, yeah, um, and Kate Burton have played husband and wife twice on a Showtime movie called *Love Matters*, and later uh, in a New York production of *The Water's Edge* where uh, Burton murdered Goldwyn's character in the play. But Burton's affairs with fellow White House staffers don't end there. She and Jeff Perry's character divorced on Grey's Anatomy. Also, Bellman Young and Joe Morton, Eli Pope, a.k.a. Rowan Pope, a.k.a. Papa Pope, played (laughs) an attorney and her client, respectively, on the X-Files episode Red Rum. So shout out X Files once again in this conversation. Oh. I know the same you've mentioned X Files a few times, so I thought that was I kind love of yeah, cool. that.
2: that's great.
0: Fix is actually I can never not look at him and see the guy from Ghost with Patrick Swayze.
1: Well, actually, there was now that you mentioned that there was a Ghost shout out in this um, series. So apparently, in season two, they say Molly, you in danger, girl, and it's a quote from Whoopi Goldberg's yes! character. Yeah, uh, which I mean, she's is featured, to uh Goldwyn as uh Carl Brunner. Um and so that they did do a ghost shout out um because oh, obviously I she was a ghost. So
0: <laughs> I it love was, that.
2: His character is pretty great. I mean he's just incredible on screen, certainly. Um, but he uh I think off off camera there's a really good if you Google it, there's a really funny um uh, kind of art meets life photo of him and Bellamy young and then uh, Barack and Michelle Obama ah! and it's the weirdest it's like you're looking at it you're like oh my goodness like um and he even um, he's I think I think he's pretty politically active um, as well and he spoke um at least to introduce somebody he spoke at the Uh, 2016 Democratic National Convention. And it was really weird watching him (laughs) speak. It's
0: funny. Well, you know, when you can bring that pop culture into politics, they, they like to do that. They want people to come out and vote. I actually really enjoyed Bellamy Young, Millie Grant. Um, even though we didn't see her much, like in the pilot, we saw her for like 2.5 seconds and here we got a little exposure to her, but I liked her like vulnerability when she's looking at the portrait and she's like, Oh, this looks like a portrait of the first lady. And the guy's like, no, you're the president. Like I just, I loved her, um, her kind of softness that she had.
2: Yeah, no, she's, she's like, it's incredible watching like the character transformation that she goes through because you learn very quickly um in kind of her role as first lady that not only is she like hating it um yeah. but she herself had to give up a lot for fitz's political career because um, she herself is incredibly smart and talented and driven um and so that's why i was so happy to see that they did something with her character towards like going to the oval and everything yeah
0: because um, like and especially when he's a cheater <laughs> He's a cheater and she had to put up with that. So I imagine that's probably propels her a little bit more.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, she also goes through because their son, right. Gets murdered by Olivia's father. Um, she goes through this, uh, if you, you'll probably find it. If you Google or, or scandal wiki it, um, this phase of about five or six episodes of smelly melly, uh, phase. (laughs) So she just kind of throws caution in the wind. She doesn't care anymore. About being first lady and wearing pearls and beautiful dresses, and she just walks around in PJs. She has a bucket of fried chicken. Oh she, my god! She like doesn't do anything with her hair. It's like this whole thing. It's it's hilarious and also sad because she's like totally unraveling because her child has died. Right. Um, well, they but it's really mean, interesting.
0: They love to wrap that little bit of humor in here. They they really keep the energy up well on this show because as we've talked about the editing that quick editing the fast talking the music in the background they love to like weave these types of humor and personality in there and i think that's i think that's probably what a lot of the appeal of the show was these characters weren't one-dimensional they were people that you really got to know and you saw all sides of them you saw the good the bad and the ugly basically
2: let's talk about the cinematography actually for a second because you guys talked about that uh last night with the or sorry last episode with the pilot um and i um i picked up on what you guys were saying about the the fast shutter clicks right like that sort of yeah pace editing the other thing i think you guys are starting to allude to that you see a lot throughout the entire show is if you have a long drawn out scene usually between two characters or something or something that you know kind of is an extended conversation it's not a fast bit it's slower they do this thing with uh kind of the camera lens where it looks like you're almost kind of uh, like eavesdropping in on a conversation or you have yes. like panels kind of going over the lens in a way that you are kind of, you're kind of like looking in on this thing, but you're not really a part of it. It's like you're the press outside the window taking photos of somebody basically.
1: Oh, yeah, totally got that.
0: Yeah, because they did that a lot in the pilot. Um, when especially when the new girl's coming in before she's gonna meet Olivia, I noticed that a lot because they're doing this thing where they're just kind of showing the profile of Olivia, and she's like, <gasps> like, oh, there she is. So yeah, it's kind of like the audience's little like sneak peek into what's going on before you're actually fully brought into
1: it. No, I really liked it. It w- it made it seem like you were not necessarily like part of the team, but you were like eavesdropping in. The whole time yeah, like yeah you're either. kind of that
0: fly on the wall
1: mm-hmm. and that's why they did that that cam that overhead cam in the oval office they did it again really quick in this last episode um to make it seem like you know you have been you've been spying on them you've been looking in on them so
0: it's weird because you take a character who's predominantly bad like cyrus but then in that, um, when they're back in the office and he's talking about how he can't have a drink anymore, like it's, you kind of feel for him. And I think that's kind of the balance that they're walking with all of these characters, right? They all have some pretty major flaws, you know, the president's a cheater, uh, Olivia kind of goes back and forth between the good and the bad, but they're always at the end of the day, they're still people and you kind of, you kind of feel for them on both, both fronts.
2: Yeah, no, they definitely, I think they touch upon that a lot. Um, Throughout the show, but certainly the idea of like what happens when you essentially sell your soul. Uh, Abby is at one point the chief of staff herself, and she ends up having to do something to save Fitz's presidency and going against what Olivia wants to do. And it shows a lot of, you know, initiative and grit and bravery on Abby's part. It goes against everything that Olivia wants her to do. And Olivia gets angry at her as well. Um, but, uh, it's, it's an amazing moment because it's, you know, Abby has to sell her soul and go to the dark side.
0: And it's kind of also that thing where they're not holding Olivia up as like an icon anymore. Like you, the girl told her to shut up. It's like, they've all kind of leveled the playing field here and they're, they're on the same level as her now because they've basically, they've fought their way to be there. Exactly. Um, so would you guys... Obviously, Sam, you're a total lover of the show. Joe, would you recommend that others watch this?
1: thousand <laughs> percent. Like I would green. So one thing I'll, I'll start to talk about is I would green like this after the first episode. House of Cards, I would need I would need to see something else.
0: Um, I, I totally agree. If we're comparing the two, I think that I was engaged um, from the moment that Scandal started. And I really liked where it went.
1: I didn't think the ending was too bad. It didn't leave too much to be desired. It made you think about where things were going to go. Apparently, there was going to be a spinoff that they had considered for the B613, uh, but it did not come to fruition. So, um, you know, I liked all... I mean, the characters were pretty cool, how different they all were, um, but how alike their core values were. Um, obviously, that makes them mesh and, and work great as a team.
0: Yeah, agreed. And I think I think you get to see their growth because I think when the new girl came on um, in the pilot, I was like, oh, I don't know how well she meshes with this crowd, but now she's really found her footing there. So I think it's also it's 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 an ensemble drama too. So you know, it's about their relationships too. So for that reason, I'd recommend it too. I enjoyed it.
1: Sam, I have a question for you. If you could kill off one character from the pilot. And have them not affect the finale. What character would you get rid of? Obviously, there was a character that got killed that we mentioned. But the ones that survived, who would you, who would you kill?
2: That is a really good question. I would probably... It might... I hate to do this. It might be Abby.
0: I thought the same... I thought you were going to say that.
2: Because as much as I love Abby and she's kind of... It's interesting you mentioned Quinn standing in for the audience. She uh abby uh kind of tends to stand in for the audience as well yeah. she's kind of the for lack of a better phrase uh the the straight man character. yeah she's technically right?
1: like a dupe though you could you could you could get rid of her and it still wouldn't affect the overall right. the viewership and, and and the way you you view the show all right thank you sam it is so awesome to see you again i haven't talked to you in years.
0: Yeah, you were the first person we thought of when we knew we were going to do a scandal. Oh, yes. We're like, oh, we have the
1: first I person. I was super excited, Sam. If you have other shows, love to have you back. I hope you, the fans at home, enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to tune in as we will start our next show. We are. I'm actually. You want to know what? I'm not going to give it away. You're going to have to. You're going to have to stay tuned to, to see what show we end up doing. Yeah. And uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at spoil everything pod. Uh, Make sure to reach out, recommendations, anything you'd like to see. Um, You hate us, you love us, whatever. I don't care. Reach out. Let me know what you guys think. And we'll see you next time. Bye.